Are you stressed? Do you fear what you'll be facing when you wake up in the morning? Is life simply causing you to question its essence? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Spirited Daydreams, the show featuring light worker and psychic medium Carla Shields, where the answers to some of life's and yes, the afterlife's most thought-provoking and compelling questions are thought. Spirited, as Carla is known as by many, brings her inspiring, passionate, and powerful spiritual teachings to the Internet. So, let's take a moment to welcome the host of the show, your spiritual healer, Carla Shields. Happy Saturday to everyone listening today and to those listening later in the archives. I hope all is well with you. Today's show is about civility. Where did civility go? I'm missing it. You know, we've, before we really get started on the material that I want, I just wanted to preface or start out by saying that I, I have spent quite a bit of time preparing for the show. There are a lot of books and materials out there for anyone who truly wants to know how to get better at interacting with people on a one-on-one basis and so forth. I've read several over the years and I'm reading more still. It's a lifelong pursuit for me to try to improve and learn more and more. But this show isn't really going to focus about the little details or nuances of people skills. I'll leave that to the experts. Like most of us, as I said, I'm learning too and working on the issue. The purpose of this show is definitely concerned with our spirituality, and how civility has to do with that. Most of us know situations that we can say without any shadow of a doubt that we're not, you know, that involve people not being civil. Things like bullying and mental or physical abuse um, to physically or mentally harm one another with the outcome of injury or uh, whether it be mental, mental or physical injury or even, God forbid, suicide. There are, there are criminal and hate issues where there are murders in the name of anyone, and those murders in the name of anyone are lack of love and compassion for the ones involved. Um, things that aren't civil like thefts and any intentional act to harm anyone else. You know, just a few of the pretty obvious issues here. I think most of us w- would agree those those folks aren't being civil. Pretty easy to, to get that one. You know, even if even if done with the most fanciest of words, the best vocabulary, and the nicest tone of voice, abuse is abuse. Hate is hate. And manipulation of others is still manipulating them. And these are not coming from a spiritual standpoint. We're now in the age of letting it all hang out. It's called by many of the experts in the field the age of radical individualism. Everyone and everything is coming out of the closet. People say what they mean and mean what they say. We might think. But what about the rest? You know, good for them is my personal feeling that people are beginning to get rights where they didn't before, and I think that needs to continue. But what about those that are not maybe as loud or whose message may not 
seem as controversial or as popular today? Are we listening to them? Are we communicating with them? Or maybe are they just falling by the wayside from time to time? You know, is it maybe only the loudest, the rudest, or the most popular cause that's being brought to mind today? You know, today we have to require courses for professionals from from all walks of life in ethics, which I personally can't help wonder about. You know, those that aren't ethical aren't going to change because of course requirements. If you don't know it in your heart, if you don't know right from wrong, a class is not going to change that. It comes from within. But spirituality is compassion for one and all. Not just for the top honcho, the CEO, the loudest person who can swear the most. You know, if we do nothing else on purpose when it comes to civility, this is it. This is it here. We always try to be compassionate for everyone involved. We always try. This of and by itself is a very high spiritual concept throughout many religions and spiritual non-religious peoples. It does more than you know to cast a bit of light and goodness into the darkness and help others that you will not know who are in need of it. I'm not, as I said, going to present all the technicals, how-tos, as far as how to behave with sets of people skills, as tempted as I am, especially lately from what I'm hearing and seeing out there. But for you, for those of you that are interested, know that you can go to a library or you can go online. A lot of the information is free. Um, a lot of the books out there by Dale Carnegie, P.M. Forney, a, a lot of seminars that are very, very helpful a book by Robert Bolton on people skills, really helpful stuff if you know someone that's interested and and inexpensive if you did want to pick up a book. But civility awareness is so important today. Don't you agree? We, You know, we cannot help and heal someone else if we fail to communicate with them. And when we are communicating, which we all are, whether we're, it's through our silence or through our spoken word, or our typed words on social media? Are we helping or are we healing? Is what we're saying helping them or hurting? Do our actions convey a positive message or a painful one? Sometimes it's both, isn't it? When we leave each other, part with one another, whether it's in person, on the phone, or what have you, do we try to leave each other intact and communicate well? Or do we find ourselves feeling worse? Or maybe they feel felt worse after communicating with us. And now the relationship is touchy, in some case, if it even exists at all. A lot of people are afraid of confrontation. And then there are those that just live and die for it. They just seem to be really, really good at it. Or they think they are. But the, cause for, the case I'm making for civility today is this. Society's done a great job of helping some with encouraging self-esteem. But it's left out the part about teaching self-control in many, many cases. Self-esteem is a good thing. It's healthy. It's good for your soul, not to mention our immune systems and our sanity. But too much of anything isn't good. It's not healthy. 
and that includes self-esteem. While many people are letting it are letting it all hang out, there are still many more that don't, that aren't comfortable with that. A great many souls on this planet are still seeking peace and quiet so that they can enjoy their lives. And they're praying they can have a pleasant exchange when they go out the door in the morning to run their errands or go to work or what have you, rather than another confrontation with someone that's difficult to deal with. Another case for civility. Civility is the higher road. It doesn't mean you have to be what you're not. It doesn't mean you have to pretend to be someone else. It involves being compassionate to and about each other. Rather than lashing out with exact temporary emotions, feel like saying, we take a deep breath and know that everyone involved has problems. And the high road is to try to be as polite and pleasant as possible to everyone involved. In most cases, there are exceptions to the rule, but I'll tell you, those exceptions in your lifetime are so, so few. I wanted to talk about the act of paying attention. You know, most of us grew up in school or what have you, or with our, maybe our athletic groups or music groups, acting groups, reading club, whatever. Pay attention, pay attention. And today as adults, we seem to have difficulty with that. Did you know that paying attention actually means to attend to? You know, it comes from, I think it's Latin, but we're not going there. But paying attention means to attend to. We're part of society. Whether we like it or not, we're here. And we do have a spiritual responsibility as well as, I think, a civil responsibility as part of community, our community, to attend to those around us as best we can. Our souls are connected. Whether we like it or not, they are. We are all one. We are all connected in spirit. And we can either help them around us or hurt them. We can pay attention to them intentionally or ignore them. Every act of kindness is first an act of attention. The way we see the world around us with different eyes, rather than going around on autopilot. In traffic, we can let a car in. Because we know behind us there's a lot, long line of cars. And there was quite a few in front, so maybe we can be the one to let someone in the flow of traffic. We can talk with people and ask about their family member who is ill that we know. Show compassion for their situation. You never know what a kind word can do to help someone through a difficult time. When we have a friend we know who's a bit uncomfortable with us, for some reason, but we just know there's an issue there, we can try to reassure them of our commitment to them. Maybe we said something or we knew when we talked to them last that our tone wasn't quite right. And I had the pleasure of my wonderful brother giving me a call the other night saying, hey, you know, I didn't mean to come across that way. I was just so tired. Oh, no problem at all. I totally, totally understood that. But do you know 
it's nice to hear, isn't it? Because sometimes as human beings, we can't help but wonder, did I say something to set them off? Did I say something wrong? Is there a disconnect between me and them? You know, many people today don't stop and think about a disconnect. They just stop and think, well, this is my life. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to bulldoze right ahead. And that's the age of the self. We're in the WIIFM society. What's in it for me? And aren't we, though? We're, we're programmed so much online, on television, by each other, by society, to go after your dreams, to do what you need to do, to keep going at all costs, and that's how to be a success. Unfortunately, we bulldoze people down unintentionally. Sometimes people do it intentionally, too. And if that is incivility, I don't know what it is. That's, that is not being civil, kind, or compassionate. It's, and and I'm, I'm one of the first people. If you've listened to me or you're one of my friends or followers here, you know that I encourage so much. And I pray that you will hold on to your dreams and and look for that pathway that you're meant to follow. But I just know that most of you aren't sitting there saying, yeah, but I'm going to get anybody in my way, I'm going to take them out. I'm just going to push them aside. You know, if I have a lot of things to do. I don't have time for anybody. I've got to do what I have to do. But, you know, here we are. We're in society. We're part of the planet. We interact with each other. Whether you see one person a day, 50, 100, you communicate online, or you don't. You're part of society. You have a right to be heard. But it's how you're heard, isn't it? It's so important. Is it more important to get your message out there, regardless of who you hurt? Or would it be better to try to be a little kinder so that your message might impact a few more people. You know, we never know who we're hurting, and we never know who we're helping spiritually. We can only hope we're doing the best we can with what we have. When I show you that you're worthy of my attention, I am acknowledging and honoring your worth. Attention doesn't have to be intrusive and rude. The, excuse me, I've had a cold this week, so I hope I'm speaking of civility. I hope I won't um, <clears throat> sneeze on you. Attention doesn't always have to be intrusive and rude. The finest attention is kind, caring, and considerate. Trying to be helpful to those we interact with. You don't have to go overboard and be overly fluffy if, if that's not your style. But it's okay for those that are that way to be that way. And it's unfair of people to say, you shouldn't be that way. It's unfair to judge the way they are coming across when they're trying to be kind. If you have a coworker that doesn't have time, for example, to have, have it doesn't look like they have time to chat, and you need to approach them on something. They look busy. Do you just walk right up to them? and start talking, or do you maybe knock on their cubicle, da, 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 da. hi, uh, I'm sorry to bother you, Joan, but I just wonder if you have a minute. If they don't, great, could we maybe get to touch base later? I just needed to go over this with you. Oh, sure, great. You know, 
it doesn't seem like much to many. But if you're the one sitting in the cubicle or waiting in line and someone's being rude and pushing right in front of you or just pushing into your space and taking over because they have the right and want to be heard, that is not civil. There's a much nicer way to go about it. Just stop and think about paying attention to them as well as having your message be heard. Being compassionate and civil means that you think about others and try to be considerate. It does not mean you hide out and try to be invisible. It does mean that you can say outright that you have some things to tend to and you hope they'll understand that you weren't trying to avoid them. Another example, it does not mean it's okay to say everything that's on your mind, especially when you're upset and people, oh my goodness, on social media, in person, there are so many passive-aggressive issues going on on social media today. It makes many of us in the spiritual community wonder what we're doing there. We're We're trying to help and heal and we're seeing bashing left and right, people using expletives, curse words, left and right, people that are afraid to pick up the phone and call someone in their own family will use Facebook as a method to try to attack because they're upset. Rather than learning how to control themselves, taking a deep breath and realizing that there is a better way to handle it than putting it out in a public forum and dealing with a person on a caring basis so that hopefully when the discussion is over without a lot of yelling and cursing and and throwing things, none of those things are necessary in a civil place, in a civil world. None of them. It is not necessary. And if you do those things, more power to you. But be aware that everything you give out does come back to you. I'm not talking spiritual karma I'm talking the energy that you give out. You are asking the universe to send more of it to you. If the highest energy, the most intense, when I say high, I don't mean light, fluffy, cloud, love, joy, peace, although those are the highest energies. They truly are, along with compassion. Many of us today in society, because of the programming, have seemed to think that If we're loud, if we're rude, although we don't think of it that way when we're in that mode, do we? If we're upset, we want want our message to be heard. We're going to be heard at all costs. We're going to get it out there and you're going to listen. You know, it's an intense amount of energy going out there when we're in that mode. And when you're sending your spiritual energy, your, your focal point is that intense. You're asking for more of it. So when it comes back to you by the people at work or in traffic and you're being cut off and people are being rude and everybody around you is, well, ignorant might be a word of choice. You might think, did you ask for it? It's a hard pill to swallow. But I'm human. I've had my moments. And I'm trying the best I can like all of us. Working on compassion for everyone involved. Rather than responding to someone who might be posting on Facebook with a really 
tough message that wasn't worded very nicely and just had a lot of hate to it, I walk away. There's nothing to be communicated there. There's nothing, nobody's going to win when people are angry. When people are angry. I have a couple stories to share with you since we have a few minutes left. But before I do, here's a quote. I don't know who said it originally, but it's tremendously important. When you're communicating with people, please remember that once it's been said, it cannot be unsaid. You can do everything you wish people to try to take it back. We can apologize earnestly. We can make 13 deposits to the emotional bank account. Keep trying so hard to build, rebuild that bridge. But you know, sometimes the bridge has been burnt and will never be rebuildable. Some people just won't come back. So is it worth it to forget civility? One of the stories I wanted to tell you was about my Grammy. One of my grandmothers used to say, she was a Grammy, my Grammy. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. You know, she was one of the only people I have ever known in this lifetime that actually practiced everything she preached, everything. I could only aspire to be as good a person as she was. She never swore. She didn't drink, she didn't smoke, she didn't cuss. She didn't say things that were hurtful or anything like that. She had a beautiful smile. And always tried to say encouraging things to us all. She showed people she cared in the nicest and sometimes small ways that I still cherish to this day. As children, she would be the one, even though she lived next door, send us a Valentine's Day card to Master John Smith or Miss Carla. And it was such a joy to be a young child and receive mail to Miss Carla or Master so-and-so to my brother. We, We just thought the world of those little things. It was sweet. It was kind. She didn't just do that and then turn around and yell at us. And if there was a scolding, it was for protection. It was for protection. Or for a very, very important reason. Civility wasn't hard for her because she truly cared that her behavior was as nice as possible. She loved her family, her friends, her cats, her canary. Everybody knew it. There was never any doubt of that. What she lacked in things meant nothing because her love is a legacy that was so kind and sweet we could want nothing else. Those that missed out on it, missed out on it. Those of us that were part of her lives are forever blessed. You know, she had four children on her own. She had five and lost one. She raised four. During the Depression, I'm quite sure, aren't you, that she must have had moments when she would prefer to yell, scream, and be otherwise pretty rude and let it all hang out to get her message across. But she knew better. She knew that once it was done, it couldn't be taken back. 
And in all the years I knew her, I never once ever saw otherwise. Civility was an unwritten code of conduct back then. Being polite was expected. Not given to get something back in return, not for manipulation. We weren't civil in those days so we could get something from you or so you'd be nicer to us. It wasn't that way. Using good manners wasn't only for the rich because class, still to this day, cannot be purchased. It can only be learned and practiced. And anyone that tells you otherwise is a liar. My other grandmother was my nana. And they were very different people, but I loved them both very much. Nana, a good example, at my high school graduation, you know, my own mother wasn't able to attend. She had just had a very, very serious back surgery and was recuperating. It was so serious that she was told she might never walk after that. We didn't know. I didn't know that. I guess my dad did, and of course her doctor. But we weren't playing games with the situation. We knew, as kids, and I certainly knew, Mom was having a difficult time just getting out of the hospital. By the way, she did walk, and she still is today. And her own doctor, the surgeon, a very, very good surgeon, actually got down on his knees and thanked God for the miracle in front of her when she had first started to walk after the surgery. Because as he put it, as good as I am, God was better to help with this one. So getting back to my Nana story, to give you a little background, you know, they were both, as I said, wonderful teachers in so many ways. Nana was the no-nonsense type. And sometimes the no-nonsense type people can put us off a bit. But I'll tell you, I learned so much and I've gained so much strength of character with her as my role model as one of my many role models in my family. And as you listen to me in the shows to come, you will hear some comments about my mom and dad and my my brother and some people I was raised around because they were role models. And in society, society, oh, excuse me, society today, we are role models, whether we like it or not. not. Not only to children, but to everyone around us. So Nana was the no-nonsense type. Back then, she carried water about a half mile down her hill, down a hill to her house, to the homestead in the 1920s. There weren't wells yet. She carried it on her back using a pole and buckets. I don't know if I could do that. Could you? In the early 70s, she was still walking about, in her early 70s, I should say, she, she was still walking about two miles to and from the grocery store. She made her own applesauce, had her own root cellar, gardened every year. You know, she was a bit crusty to some. However, she never really meant to be, unless there was a good reason. I had the wonderful luck of being the only granddaughter. So a grandmother who unfortunately, and at the time I didn't know it, had lost her daughter at the age of two to illness. Nina was strong. She taught me, quite frankly, how to keep going when things were tough. And we had talks about it. I was nine years old, and I remember them today. At any rate, the graduation story. During the graduation, my family 
my dad, my nana, my brother, aunt and uncle. They were seated behind some lewd, loud and rude kids, you know, who were making quite a lot of noise. They were just being really obnoxious. And the family was having a tough time hearing and enjoying the ceremony. Well, Nana would have no more of it. She stood up all I think she was five foot four. All five four of her and gave them a good talking to. And guess what? They did sit down and behave. Yeah, Nana could be that way. She wouldn't tolerate nonsense of any kind. Nor should you or I. But let's get to the point. Let it be said in a civil and direct manner. And then move on. I did want to share these stories with you because I wanted to, as I said, point out that we all have backgrounds that are different. We've all had situations we're dealing with that can put us off or sometimes we get upset. Dare to be a little different and follow a code of civility. Just maybe someone will pay it forward to someone else when you're nice to them. Maybe the dark energies will no longer be catered to quite as often. They won't flail about as much and maybe our compassionate energy will grow person by person. The change that we can control comes from inside each and every one of us. Not from our governments, not from the jihadists, not from anyone else. We can only control ourselves. Remember to create light. What you do matters. Please share your light. Thank you for listening. Take care and God bless.